This is the Greater Lafayette Story Exchange Podcast, a community space for real people to share real stories from their lives as we learn from each other, laugh with each other, console one another, and grow closer together. Each week, storytellers from the community tell stories on a given theme, and you have the privilege of hearing some today. This is part two of the series, All in the Family. And we're going to hear from Lyle. So come on up, Lyle. Warm welcome for Lyle. All right. All right. So do we have any uh, military brats in the house? Really? Am I the only one? Wow. Okay. So um, let me tell you a little bit about growing up in a military family. I was the man of the house for six to eight months out of the year on average. And that's only because I was the oldest and all my younger siblings were girls. I learned at a very young age that the toilet seat goes down. (laughs) I learned at a very young age that there are certain questions you do not ask. I learned at a very young age that mom's word is law. And you never, ever, ever tell her that she does not spank as hard as dad. (laughs) Now, mind you, my dad only ever spanked me once, and boy, did I deserve it. Um, That aside, uh, a little bit about my dad. He was in the Navy, served 27 years in the Navy. Uh, Early time of that was during the Vietnam War era. Um, One of the things about... Navy kids, uh, you're, you end up spending your, your childhood moving every few years, and it's very difficult to make deep connections with friends, right? Um, because you make friends, and just as soon as you're getting really good and buddy-buddy with them, you move. And that kind of rips a piece out of you, and, and you go through a grieving process that you don't yet understand because you're little, Right? Um, After a while, you begin to get a little, maybe, defensive and self-preservative, right? So so you don't build those deep relationships. On the other hand, it does make you very adaptive. You can go into just about any situation and be okay. I mean, you can at least get by in just about any situation. Um, Thank you. So... There's some more about Navy kids, uh, or military kids in general. Um, Later in life, my dad and I would annually go deer hunting together. Now, my dad, uh, coming from his time and his background, uh, very conservative in his mindset. Um, I grew up to be a bit more liberal in my mindset. Um, We would have interesting conversations while we were deer hunting. Um, We would even get argumentative, but the interesting thing is, at the end of it all, we would always agree that everybody's got to own their own crap, right? Everyone's got to be responsible, everyone's got to be accountable, and everyone's got to own their own crap. So this is something that's kind of stuck with me. Later in life, um, trying to break through those barriers that built around me as, as a kid, um, starting to make deeper connections. I've, I've actually lived here in the Lafayette area since early 80s. So, so, you know, a lot of people 
spend a lot of time and then lift up from their roots and go other places, right? Me, I spend a lot of time moving around and I land here and then I plant roots. Um, thankfully, I was able to find something of a family here. Um, anybody heard that term tribe? Yeah? So, so tribe is like family too, right? Um, this past weekend, I lost a member of my tribe. Quite unexpectedly, a friend of mine uh, did not wake up Sunday morning. And so a number of us got together last night and said goodbye to our family member, our tribe mate. So this is all kind of rambling, and I apologize. I know that's one of the things, don't ramble, ramble, ramble. But I think that there are some nuggets in there, some insights that maybe might be useful. Um, Family is good. Keep your family close. Tribe is good. Keep your tribe close. Forge those connections when you're able and hold them dearly. Thank you. So I'm Mary, and I'm going to uh, guest MC, I suppose. So, um, from Stacy. Come on up, Stacy. Hello, everybody. Can you hear me? Is this thing on? I'm just kidding. Okay, my name is Stacy, and um, hi, Adam. <laughs> you are in my family room. You're all my family. This is a, a fun treat for me to be up here and to see these Monday night shenanigans that go on. Um, so my story is I want to share with you about my dad. Um, we've had a couple dad stories tonight. Um, so my dad was um, living in Florida for quite a while, and in two, January of 2016, he was diagnosed with lung cancer, which was totally out of the blue, because my dad was not a smoker, and um, never worked in a factory, and um, just was like a super active, like happy-go-lucky dude. And thought he, he'd come up for Christmas with us and thought that our kids had given him some sort of illness because this is what happens when you're around young children. You get their illnesses. And so he went home and um, was home on his, sleeping on his lazy boy because he just couldn't, couldn't breathe. And he went into the hospital and like had all these liters of fluid drained out of his lungs. And they tested him and the fluid and said it's stage four lung cancer. And he was like, What? they're like, it's in your spine, it's in your bones, like it's crazy. So we were kind of all just totally shocked. Um, but to fast forward, they said that his prognosis was two years. And we were like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. He was like 65, which I don't think is old. <laughs> Can you keep that on the record? Um, and... Um, <laughs> and... Um, so anyway, his first year, he felt great. He took a chemo pill, so he really was able to stay real active. And, you know, there were some side effects and whatever. But anyway, it was that last, like, couple of months that really went, like, downhill. And thankfully, he was able to kind of do his bucket list stuff. He took a train ride across the United States. And, I mean, just really some stuff that he had just wanted to do. And, and he was blessed with the opportunity to really, like, get to map that out for himself. 
Um, I think any of us could leave here tonight and get hit by a car, and we don't get that opportunity. And so he really sees that. But he was gone in 17 months, which was like mind-blowing that it went that fast, especially because his first year was so good. But anyway, where this all comes back together. Um, As I mentioned, he was living in Florida, and so um, my brother and sister and I were trying to figure out, like, he was from here, and we were all from here, like, originally, but he had been in Florida for several years, I mean, 10 or 15 years, and so he kind of had a life and friends and stuff down there. So we were like, what are we going to do for this memorial service? Because we knew here that we would do it at our um, place of worship, Um, but we didn't know what we were going to do in Florida, because he didn't really have a church that he belonged to necessarily, and just... We talked about a lot of different things. And so we contacted one of his friends that owns a brewery. And we were like, hey, Greg, this is like so random. But what would you think about us doing dad's visitation and stuff in your like loading dock? And he was like, I've never been asked that before. I'm like, really? I can't believe that. Um, so sure enough, it, his um, space was a lot like this one, uh, maybe even a little bit smaller, the tasting room itself. And then he had like a, the suite next door, which was like this giant loading dock. And so we set up a bunch of tables and we had the most awesome, fun, special time just me- um, remembering him and his life in a brewery. And so um, I just wanted to share that because I think it's funny. And Greg, if you ever are down in the Tampa area, you should try Rap Brewery. Their chocolate peanut butter stout is off the charts delicious. If we could find a way to get a keg up here for y'all, we would totally do that because it's it's that good. But anyway, um, that's kind of what we hope for this space is that it's everybody's space and we'll do crazy things like giving people a microphone to talk into or having a fun special memorial service or whatever. But um, I'm glad that that opportunity was there for us and our family hopes to extend that to everybody through this space as well. So thanks for letting me share. So I'm going to pick another name now. Karen Boots, my good friend and hilarious lady. Hey, everybody. Family stories, I got a shit ton. <laughs> but I'm just going to talk. This, tonight I'm going to tell about me and my sister. We're bookends. So there's me, I'm the oldest, and there's three boys. And then there's my sister. And my dad was pseudo-military, but I was not a military brat, Lyle, because we didn't move around all that much. He does his time and was done and then had the family. So anyway, so some of my earliest recollections are of basic training with dad. Uh, He was sort of a great Santini kind of guy. Anyway, and I was the oldest, so I was the voice of reason with that. Anyway, me and my sister. So there's three boys in the middle. I was kind of indoctrinated as a guy because... Dad grew up, but it was all boys in his family. He didn't know what to do with girls. So I was just another boy. Um, and so I learned to shoot and fish and um, all that stuff. But then my baby sister came along, and suddenly she was the princess. <laughs> right? Because mom never really got to have a princess, so she was going to make one. 
right? And, what the, and I was like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> I wanted to be the princess too, you know, but that didn't happen exactly as planned. So anyway, so as we grow up together, my sister is very a very competitive woman. And um, because she felt like she had to compete with the boys. And I just felt like I was one of the guys. It wasn't a big deal for me. You know, we all just hung out and did whatever. So, uh, but she was competing. So <laughs> when she was two, my sister liked to strip down. When she got, out, she got out of the tub, and as a toddler, she would just take off streaking around the neighborhood. Um, family... Family and friends called her Wendy during this period of her life. And I had to run out and catch her because I was the big sis and I had to go get her, you know. So one day I'm going out chasing Wendy down and uh, the neighbor's wolf hybrid dog decided this was the time he was going to break the chain. Right? So thank God for military training. <laughs> so I was doing the pattern. <laughs> Got my sister, <laughs> picked her up like football, and I outran a wolf dog, I swear to God. <laughs> anyway, she grew up to be the wolf woman. I used to sing that old Hollow Notes tune whenever she walked into the room. Manita. <laughs> well, she'd like to come on to my guys a lot. And I'm 10 years older. She's younger. She's got that edge, you know. So, long story. Okay, then she started dating this older guy. He had this big billy goat beard. And we just had this vibe together. We just got each other. All right? So he knew how she had been, right? And he looked at me, and I looked at him, and we're like, oh, let's have some fun. <laughs> Nothing bad intended on sis. I would not do that to her, even though she would do it to me. I would not do it to her. But I would have a little fun. So we flirted a little. We're teasing each other a little right in front of her. She went freaking ballistic. Ballistic. Had a meltdown. They're no longer together. I don't blame myself. He was laughing the whole time. <laughs> and uh, now she has a little boy. He's beautiful. And I'm reaching out to her. She's doing what my dad did for her. My dad coached her little league. Now she's coaching her son's little league. And I'm going to be the big sis that shows up for the games. Thanks so much for listening and being part of the community. We'd love to see you and hear your story at the next Greater Lafayette Story Exchange event. Check our Facebook page for dates and times. <laughs>